0: Three, two, one, we're live here on Thesis. Your boy Jay Marie. Jump right in. Um wanna talk a little bit about the what's going on around us today with the whole hysteria and I'm mean, gonna use pretty stern language about it. Uh, the mass hysteria surrounding the coronavirus. Um it's interesting to watch, uh as you step back and look at it through a sociological standpoint. um, People are going crazy at the store. You would think it's like Black Friday on toilet paper uh, and sanitizer. Um, There's videos of people fighting for toilet paper or supplies. And uh, it's actually kind of scary to think that um, we would react that way to, to something that should be probably considered something more like a common cold. Um, So I did a little research on on what coronavirus is because I came across a snapshot of the back of a bottle of Lysol and on the list of all the viruses that it kills, it says coronavirus on there. So I was like, huh? So I looked it up online. And uh, so apparently the vi- uh, the virus that's technically called coronavirus that's the scientific name is is the type of um virus that affects us when we get a a cold or a um uh what is it? respiratory uh, like an upper respiratory infection the virus that causes that st- those type of of sickness is is called coronavirus <clears throat> so it's basically a pretty common virus, but for for whatever reason, like I don't know what's going on in China, but for whatever reason, um, there's this mass hype about uh, about how deadly it is, and I don't know. I just don't something's not right. Something doesn't sit right with me because. If it's just like a cold, then why all the hype? You know? Why don't they just call it the cold? You know? Every year, every 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 flu season we get warned on the news, hey flu season's coming up. Make sure you take your shots, make sure you wash your hands, into your into your jacket, you know? Every year it's the same thing. But now why all of a sudden does the the scare Fa- the scare factor behind this this you know supposedly new deadly disease called corona uh, called COVID. And notice why did they change the name? Why did why did you know for some reason you know they were they started off by calling it corona. For the most part, people still do call it corona on the most on some or most of the reporting, but i hear a lot when especially when it comes down from the world health organization or the um you know the united nations or whatever it'll they call it covid-19 like they just gave it this name you know uh something doesn't sit right and and there's a lot of problems about, about what's going on because there's mass hysteria going on and panic and in in panic times Uh, I don't think when we're not when we're not in our wits 100% or close to 100% in our wits, we can make bad decisions, you know on an individual level now imagine if that happens to us on an individual level how would it happen in a say, city wide level, you know the panic causes reaction, you know um and then there's unintended consequences you know they're shutting down restaurants any event that had more than 50 people the city basically just said you know anything we're shutting everything down restaurants you can do you know to go uh you know churches are canceling everything everything is 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 being shut down and and look how Comfortably and how quickly we oblige as a as as a populace as a citizenry you know where where's the pushback from 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 uh business owners who are gonna lose lots of money because they ha- they had to follow orders from on high from the city from the mayor from the county you know that was a a saying uh a while back um never let a crisis go to waste <clears throat> and um, and and that is that is what seems to be happening here um it's uh i see it more as a it's not it's not like it's a conspiracy or anything but sovereigns a sovereign power you know whether it's democratic or or a theocracy or mono, uh you know um, the different type of governing systems whatever type of system it is power it, it, uh it it's meant to stay in power and it's gonna grow uh whenever it can um uh, any inch that you give to a sovereign. It takes and it doesn't give back sovereigns don't give back what they've taken from you that's them so when you give the city when people surrender to an order coming from the mayor saying you're I'm telling you to shut down your business your property your if I, I'm a business owner I'm the sovereign over my company I make the decisions over my company. But the city or the county superseded my sovereignty by saying, no, you are going to close your restaurant because we say so. So, you know, sovereignty, uh, um, the, the sovereign, the government, you know, and I say this in a general sense, you know, the government the sovereign is testing its limits. It's testing its powers. You know, it's not a conspiracy or anything. But whenever there's a quote-unquote crisis, these type of things are going to happen. We had the Patriot Act. You know, it was sold to us as, "Don't worry, we're only going to be looking for bad guys." But apparently, from what's been learned now, you know, twenty, you know, close to twenty years later is that, well, we actually surrendered a lot of our liberties with the Patriot Act, by accepting the Patriot Act. And then we just, and and see, that's something that we can't take back. The government, you know, that ability to to spy on our our devices and everything, they're never going to give that back to us, that sovereignty. It takes and it doesn't return, you know? Same thing with the little, with a smaller sovereign, the city, the county, the state. Basically, in um, um, uh, becoming your partner or becoming the boss of your place by saying you are not going to do this because we say so. You know, stay home. Don't go to events. Oh, shit. Then we decide, oh, man, I better stay home. You know? Because that's what they said. I don't know. To me, it's uh, it's an interesting view perspective from the outside. As I sit back and watch it from a sociological standpoint, from a you know social sciences standpoint, because of the reaction of the people, the reaction of the of the of the cities and counties and local jurisdictions, everything, uh, the reaction of businesses and media, and the reaction of government, federal government. And you know, it is kind of scary. I'm not scared of the virus. I'm not scared of the quote-unquote pandemic. I'm not scared that we're all going to die of the flu. I'm not scared. That's not what scares me. What scares me is the way people are reacting to what's going on. And like I honestly want to say there is nothing going on, but it's it's a it's like a pseudo event. nothing's going on, but there's something going on why because it's in it's in our it's in our face all day long it's in our face all day long, telling us that there's something going on We live in interesting times, toilet paper. There's no toilet paper at, at the stores. Why are people buying the toilet paper? I have no clue. you know there's scientists on t v some of them are trying to doctors and scientists doctor um oh God, I'm so sorry I'm so bad with 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 names and <laughs> memory um, anyway he um he was saying. Um uh, viruses, you know, they get to run their course and they get weaker. Um the strain itself gets weaker as it mutates and goes along as it spreads. It actually weakens itself to where it becomes manageable. You know, um every year we have, you know, flu season and the flu spreads around. It starts somewhere and it virus virals and it goes and it spreads from people to people until it goes away and dies out. You know, and and then there is no cure for the flu. There's no cure. You can only mitigate it, it, the the problems that, that it might, you know, the fevers. And you got to stay hydrated. And, you know, maybe something to boost your immune system. Those type of things, you know. Uh, I guess uh, maybe in the worst case scenario, you can take some penicillin or something if it's very, you know. So it's the same thing with a cold. You know, you, you sit around. I mean, you tough it through. You drink a lot of fluids. And you do what you do to fight the cold. And then I'm thinking it's the same type of thing. But for whatever reason, it's being hyped up as the end of the world disease. And it's, becoming, it's becoming crazy. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. so weird you know because i am i am a a smaller government um you know i believe in smaller government where it has its 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 um uh, delineated duties and then you know and uh and it should stay within those boundaries that's that's my belief system in government governance and when i see stuff like this happening where where people are more than willing to, it's it's almost like a surrender of your liberties. Like we take our liberties for granted, uh, the uh, the ability to own property and to make decisions and to own, be a business owner. You know, we take all these liberties for granted. It seems like for for us to just hand them away to the to the city of Dallas, because they decided that there's a that there's a health crisis it's it's crazy and think our our forefathers are spinning in their graves right now and then when i think of i'm a history buff as you know as you will know as you will find out the soviet union um under soviet uh, you know uh, under soviet governance uh, with stalin and you know, they would have loved to have the complete the um complacency. They had to use brute force and fear tactics and and prisons and gulags and starvation and stormtroopers and boots uh jack boots to the neck and and people fall in line really quick. You know? Uh, but Stalin would love would have loved to have the complacency of of a lot of the people in our society today, just surrendering their liberties, compliant to the word from above. I think education is key to many things. Um, I'm self-educated. I I mean, I graduated high school, but when I was young, things really didn't, you know, I didn't care about history. I didn't care about none of that stuff. As I grew older, I started reading uh, books and novels and, you know, uh, books about uh, the Babylonian and the tablets and the, you know, old Ruins and those type of things. So I got really got into those those uh empires, the Babylonian Empire, Syrian Empire, and then as I got older, you know, it kind of that desire to learn, to want to know more, spread out into you know Roman history, uh Greek history, and Persian great works like um um cómo se llama. <laughs> Sorry, my memory is so bad. Antiquities of the Jews by josephus um that's one but that's about that book is really good because it has a, it's similar to some of the stories in the Bible, but it does give you bigger chunks of the stories because it tells the story in in a way that is not told stories of the kings and the jews and the all of these you know this basically is a story of the exodus and all that stuff but um but with with from a different perspective almost where you learn a lot more about some of the things that happened uh to them um como se llama Dude, I'm so sorry I gotta figure I gotta figure it out now because because uh, Herodotus history oh my goodness I can't believe it. it took me so long. Okay Herodotus histories this is about the Persian Empire and the way it you know conquered you know so the story of the 300 uh, Spartans. Uh, so it originated from Herodotus' writings. Uh, so when you get to that part of the story, when the Persians are attacking some of the the Greek states, um, it tells that story just like in the movie, and it's really exciting to hear it. Um, I'm I'm an audiobook person, so when you listen to it, and it's pretty amazing. I don't have an actual hard copy of that book, um because uh it did mention that I do carry hard copies of a lot of books but I have not I have not gotten the the book of um Herodotus. Um uh, but it's very exciting to, to read through I um, mean to hear um that part of the story being told. But there's so much more in that book because because um um the kings that came before um uh, Xerxes, you know, there was Darius and uh and um oh my goodness, see? <laughs> so much information <clears throat> Okay. <clears throat> um there we go, Xerxes, Darius and Cyrus, Cambyses and Darius the third, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I believe Darius three is where the story picks up, and then it, and then the son Cyrus. Just it's very interesting about uh about Darius uh because if I'm not mistaken, uh, they wanted they tried to get him killed, but the guy who was supposed to kill him went and gave them to us to some nomads and and um uh, and there was a, a dead baby or something that they were carrying around with them and he brought back the dead baby to the king and uh and then they hid him and then when he was grown he came out and claimed his very very interesting story i would really recommend it uh for all of you too it's on youtube so you could just put on there Herodotus' Histories, and uh, it's a nice long listen. Um, so you know, um, history is important because um, because there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, you know, we've heard that it's written in the scriptures, but it's also a truism. It's like the seasons come and go. You know, um, th- there's a there's a cycle to life, and it's it's the cycle that continues, and in that same cycle of of um, of seasons and suns and and everything that happens in those seasons, there are cycles um, in what happens uh, um, in the world among people, you know, amongst the amongst the the population of Earth, you know. Different cultures and different societies and different regions of the world all experience the same thing Maybe not at the same time, but you know Every every Human every populace every kingdom every everything that has ever existed have always Had famine sickness disease starvation wars political troubles um, enslavement tyrannies all of this has always existed since man has existed so we can look back at history to teach us of what might come in the future and we can learn a lot about history especially about the the deterioration of 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 an empire, for instance, the Roman Empire, or even more recent history, um, you know, in revolutions, like the Cuban Revolution or the Soviet Revolution. Uh, You know what happened in Vietnam. We have examples left and right. I mean, if the 20th century taught us anything, it's that we can be pretty... It can be pretty destructive. I mean, the numbers of dead in the Great War. And when I mean the Great War, it's, it's what we considered World War One and World War Two. Because in World War One, there was just an armistice. There wasn't a declaration of peace or anything. It was a, It was like a ceasefire. And then about twenty years later, they continued shooting. Very interesting how. Um, how the war started, we we'll can get into that later. Um, but the millions of souls that died during the Great War period, millions and millions of people, in the Soviet Union, and the soldiers, the civilians, and in um, China when Japan was conquering Um, the 20th century oh my goodness (sighs) so we can look back at history and learn a lot and learn a lot about what may come and then through that knowledge uh, you know we just um, we try to do the best we can with all the information that we have and make prudent choices and decisions as a society, as individuals first and foremost for our own sake, and our family's sake, and our circle of influence, and our surroundings, and our community, and our cities. And education is is power. It really is. I see it as ammunition, Um, and the different um, disciplines. Like I am, I'm, I love everything. I love science and history, and particular types of history, uh, law and philo- philosophy, psychology, sociology. Then I'm a huge fan of the, of the holy scriptures, the, the Christian, the Jews, the Buddhists, the, um, the Hindus, and and then the more i learn i see it as ammunition ammunition because because my mind is loaded down with with information and the more information we have the better we'll be able to analyze the data uh, like in a scientific experiment the more data you have the closer you could get to your hypothesis i i assume that's what it's yeah you know, to the answer, right? The more information you have, points you, you're you're able to point closer in the right direction of whatever the answer may be. To educate yourself, pick up a book. There's so much interesting stuff out there. I'm not a huge fiction fan. I like I'm a, a more of a history. Ooh. Ooh, pardon me. It's a late night. Uh, I'm doing this show late night. Um, I'm not a huge um fiction fan. I'm more of a, you know, it has to have historical context of value and those type of things. I am into political science, um, political philosophy. Those interest me a lot too. Philosophy, those type of things. There's a lot of great books out there. And if you don't have time to read, which I understand, I wholly wholeheartedly um, um, uh, you you should check out um, audiobooks. There's unlimited access to mostly all the classics on YouTube because a lot of that stuff is in the public domain now. Uh, Great books. I mean like Solzhenitsyn, the Gulag Archipelago. Oh my goodness. A huge huge fan. I I love it. There's just so much out there, and uh, if you have time to listen while you're at at the gym or while you're working, um, you know, you should do that. Take every advantage, uh, every moment, uh, advantage of every moment that you can to better yourself. And what way to better ourselves than to educate ourselves? And then, uh, you know, because I do say that an uneducated populace is easily subjected, you know, easily manipulated. And we can kind of see that right now. Um, so educate yourself, be strong, strong mind, strong body, strong spirit. Uh, soon we'll talk about a uh, little bit about fitness and also uh, mental, physical, I mean, mental strength. Um, because uh, a strong mind is is very important, you know. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna touch on a bunch of subjects, and I'm glad you took time to hang out with me today and listen to my rant. It was sort of a rant because it's it's getting crazy. Um, and then we'll touch on different subjects coming up soon. And I just want to say thank you and uh, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you very soon. Appreciate it very much. And You guys have yourself a good night. Talk to you soon. Bye.